when I, I was talking with Dan about what he actually was talking to me about, like, you know, we were gonna do, uh, do uh, Student Life Sunday, and uh, we were talking about, he said, well, what are we doing in December? I said, oh, okay, cool, great, next month. It was in November this time. And, uh, and I was like, is there anything in particular you want me to speak on? Uh, and typically, and usually when I do these, he's like, he just says, whatever you want to, whatever you want to speak on. And this time he was like, the incarnate Christ, when word became flesh. And I was like, yes, a topic, this is great. It's just about Jesus. It should have been about that anyway, but still, it's great. Yes, I have something to talk about. This is great. Um, but as I was studying, God was showing me so much about himself. And, and as, the, as the sermon title is, the necessity of a savior why we celebrate Christmas. So I want to start from the beginning, all the way back in Genesis. The creation of man. God said, let us make man in our image. He wanted to share his creation with us, but then something happened. The fall of man. Since God is a God of free will, he gave Adam and Eve a choice to follow or not to follow him. And unfortunately, they did not. One of my, one of my favorite passages or verses in Genesis 3 21 is in the Lord and the Lord God made for Adam and Eve I'm sorry made for Adam and hit and for his wife garments of, of skin and clothed them then the Lord God said behold the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil now lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim in a flaming sword, and, and, that turned, and that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. And I just kind of, for a second, I just want to focus on 21, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. So even though Adam and Eve sinned, God still looked at them with love and compassion, he killed an animal and clothed them with his skin, and that represents Jesus. And he drove them out of Eden, and that was, unfortunately, the consequence, the consequence of their actions. He not only showed them hope, but he showed them grace by killing an animal in place of them. So even at the beginning of the dawn of time, we see Jesus. God had a plan. His plan was not to leave us or forsake us. He was like, he's a God of second chances. But I want to pose these few questions. So what if there was no Jesus? What do you think about this? And we're going to be coming back to this. What if there was no Jesus? What if there was no hope? And what if the fate of the world was put in the hands of Adam and Eve and there was only one choice to obey or disobey God? So saying that that was their only shot to get it right. We'll come back to this. So John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. So He was there all the time, witnessing all these things. All things were made through Him and without Him. Without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So there's, there's three points you can take away from the scriptures. Everything was made through him, Jesus. There's nothing was made without him, and the word can't be overcome, or the light cannot be overcome. And it was kind of funny, 
how God revealed this in, in such a in such a way. It was really funny. So I was it was, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday, and uh, and I was cleaning, and there was a washcloth that fell into the water, and and it's not a very like good washcloth. It's, 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 it's a very cheap washcloth. And what happened was, is when the water, when it fell into the water, the the dye from the cloth seeped into the water, and it was black, black, and it was just seeping everywhere into it. And so I took my hose and and I was spraying around it, and I was like, and I was just, I was just, for whatever reason, I was just fixated on this, and I was spraying around, I was spraying it, trying to keep it away from what I was doing, and it was making it worse. It, it wasn't making it better. It was making it worse. worse. And then I stopped and I just left it. I didn't take it out, I just left it there. And the dye just stopped moving. Because it wasn't agitated. It just stopped moving. And then I looked at it and I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. And what he was showing me through this was was just this. This is that that the reason why we need him, the reason why Jesus came was because of this darkness that is now in the hearts of men now. He came to uh, to, to uh, wash us clean of that darkness that is unfortunately in our hearts now because of this choice that Adam and Eve made. Okay. And, uh, and, one, and, and, how, and the other thing that God reveals me is the light shines in darkness and darkness is not overcome it. So, so when this washcloth was in the basin, it was not overcoming the water because it wasn't being touched. The only time it was overcome, the water was when it was touched. So what is that saying? That is saying that, that at, when we sin, because that's all we know, oh, is we're just making this darkness worse and worse and worse worse. But then when Jesus comes in and he cleans us up, uh, he gives us a new name. He gives us a, gives us new life. He gives us hope, and he gives us purpose. Yes. And that purpose is to glorify him with our whole life. Who else does he do? He also fills this void as well that is now in our heart. My embedded wrinkled that one to me. He fills this void in our hearts. He takes this darkness and he turns it into light. And when we were once separated from God. We are no longer separated. We have access to him because of this baby that was born many, many thousands of years ago. John 3 16 says, And for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And 17, for God did not send his son into the world to, to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already, because he does not believe in him. In the name, believe in the name, in the, in the name of the only Son of God. <laughs> and this is the judgment: the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light. And does not come into the light. In, in, yeah, come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his work has been carried out in God. So, as it's saying that light reveals darkness. So that means that 
that Jesus, he reveals the sin in our lives. Going back to my example of that, as sinful people, unfortunately, we love our sin. And so, unfortunately, we love to water our sin, because that's all we know. And, like I said, it makes it worse and worse and worse. But now, since Jesus has come, he has come to give us now even a greater choice. Choose him. Again, just like Adam and Eve, to choose or not to choose him. This is his, his promise for us, that he doesn't want us to die. He wants to live with us. He wants us to live with him. him. He does not want us to be separated from him. He wants that darkness to become light. He doesn't want you to walk in your sinful ways. Because when we walk in the, our sinful ways, unfortunately, it leads to death. Romans 8, 3 through 4 says, For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do, by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. We walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You know, there was a question that was posed to me of why did Jesus come as baby? Why did he come as baby? Because, you know, God in his glory and splendor could just send, send Jesus. Just, boom, there's Jesus. And the answer to that question is because he wanted to show us that our like, like the scripture says, is that in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. And so he was sent for sin and in the likeness of, of sin. Because he wanted to show us that what we go through, he went through. And that what he went through can be overcome. And the things that you're going through in your life can be overcome. And they can only be overcome because of Jesus. So it doesn't matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter what's happening in your present time, that Jesus is still greater than that. Because he is God. And here's another reason why he came. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through redemption that is in Christ, whom God put forward as a prohibition for his blood to be received by faith. That was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in him. So it does not matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. He still came to die for us. So those former sins that you have committed, you might think you're not worthy. You might think that uh, what you did was so great that God can't even love you. Well, that's not true. The truth of that is that no matter what you've done, Jesus loves you. With this unconditional love that we can't even fathom, that I can't even fathom. And, and I'm a person who likes knowledge. I'm a knowledge person, right? So, so I like to like, like, I need to know why this is this way and this, you know? But it doesn't matter. Because all he says is to have faith. It doesn't matter about knowledge. It matters about faith. Put your faith in me. And another thing that this, this passage in Romans describes is that how we've all missed the mark. All right. And the only way that we can hit that mark is through Jesus. Because, you know, I, the way I was thinking about it was as an archer draws his bow. Well, typically archers are stable, but a person who, who is living in their sin has missed the mark because they're constantly moving and shifting. Because they have no 
stability to hit their mark. So what does this all say? Is that there's hope. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope for a new life in him. There's uh, this hope for reconciliation back towards God. And as 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19 says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, whom Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, and that is in Christ. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself and not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So those things that you committed, he did not count them against you. No. Because when we, when the whole purpose of Jesus is literally what the scripture says, is to re reconcile, re reconcile us back to himself. And reconciliation means uh, reconcile this broken friendship. And the most important thing of all is he came to forgive us. Can't forget about forgiveness. Can you forgive us? Going back to those three questions. God sent Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. God is a God of second chances, and that was not our only shot to get it right. And the fate of the world never rested on that and the shoulders. It rests on Jesus' shoulders. Amen. Through one man's sin came death, and through another came life. Amen. And that is for you today. Amen. It's not just for our, you know, the, uh, the, the rich or, you know, the, who, the people who look good in the sight of God. No, it's not for them. It's for everybody. It's for the lowest of the lowest and the highest of the highs. Right? God looks at us all the same way. He doesn't look at us with special... Um, Special, uh, uh, how would you call it? Special uh, lenses, yeah, lenses. He all looks at us with the same filter. There you go. Thank you, social media here. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> and the way he did it over 2,000 years ago to display that this, me this message of Jesus is for all is the scripture that Dan read this morning. In the same regions, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom it is pleased. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus himself said that I did not come for the health of the king for the sick. That means for all. We're all sick in need of a, need of a doctor. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your word. God, we, we thank you for sending your son. God, thank you for not leaving us here to our own demise. Because that own demise leads us to destruction. God, thank you for uh, sending this free gift that you give to us, and that is Jesus, the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness, grace, reconciliation. 
Thank you, Jesus. That's all I can say is thank you, Jesus. Because we, we are unworthy people on this line that you bestowed upon us. Because you, you could have killed Adam and Eve long ago and started over and just kept starting over until somebody got it right, but you didn't. You're a God of love, a God of peace, a God of joy, a, a, a God of just unconditional love. So God, we thank you for that. Thank you for sending Jesus as a baby. Savior of the world. Because without him, I don't know where we would be. Thank you.